What's going on, family? Happy Monday, and welcome to another edition of the Faction Quick Hits. It's your man, GB Gerard Bonner, and I hope you guys are doing absolutely well. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. You did something fun. You watched a lot of wrestling, and you're ready to jump into what should be another amazing week. Got to give a big shout out to everybody who hangs out with us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. Got to shout out everyone who's hanging out with us also here via podcast. Those of you who have subscribed, thank you so much for doing that. We really, really appreciate it. And if you're brand new, welcome to the ride that we call The Faction. Do us a favor, go ahead and like this, subscribe to it, leave a comment for it, and share this with your fellow wrestling friends. If you're here and you like wrestling, I'm sure you have friends and followers who love the sport as well. Share this with them. Uh, They'll absolutely appreciate it, and so will we. So we're going to do something a little bit different. We want to shout out uh, our top three cities so far for the first half of the month of October, which is pretty exciting to see at number three. It's our good friends in Midland, Georgia. They're coming in at number three. At number two, just barely edging them out, are our good friends in Baltimore, Maryland. And the number one city so far in the month of October is the Steel City, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, a great wrestling town that has produced some amazing folks like Kurt Angle and Bruno Sammartino. Shout out to the folks in Pittsburgh and wherever in the world you are. We really appreciate you hanging out with us today. All right. Well, you didn't come for that. You came to talk about the world of pro wrestling. And we've got a lot to talk about from this past weekend. This weekend, of course, we saw the season premiere of SmackDown on Fox season. Season two, and of course, it was a big, big deal. If you remember last year's initial premiere, brought in close to four million viewers, and again, the world was a little different. So you had a full-on red carpet, you had amazing superstars. It kicked off with The Rock and Becky Lynch, and yeah, it was a really, really big deal. Hard to replicate that in these pandemic streets for the WWE, but they did do some things which I thought were interesting. They had several superstars show up as part of the WWE Thunderdome. Folks like Ric Flair and Mark Henry, Goldberg, uh, all of those Hall of Famers. We also saw uh, Brie Bella, the Hall of Famer, along with her daughter, as they were there to welcome back uh, Daniel Bryan to the Thunderdome. It's really where we got to see also the final match as we know it for the new day on SmackDown, a very emotional, emotional space there. And uh, all in all, SmackDown brought in 1.987 million viewers, which is about 100,000 viewers less than the previous week. Now, I don't know that I can fully explain all the whys behind this because there are some new stories and some great stories being told on SmackDown. In fact, I think some of the best, the Roman Reigns, Jey Uso story, good Lord. If you've not watched SmackDown, go and watch SmackDown for the ending alone. I mean, great match between Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman. But good Lord, Roman Reigns, Jey Uso, it's a story that I don't want to stop at this point because it's being told well. And what's different about this 
A, of course, there's a lot of very real things going on connected to this. But on top of it, we're not being worn down by matches between them every week. So, you know, if you think back to a year or two ago, uh, when they did AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura, they had that as the WrestleMania main event. And then we saw that same match about eight times in a period of six weeks. When you do that, you absolutely uh, dilute its power. You make it something that we don't care about because it's not special. It's common. They are making Roman Reigns Jey Uso special by telling stories and elevating the game of both Jey Uso and Roman Reigns at the same time for all of the things that we give WWE. Man, we got to acknowledge that this story is absolutely amazing and they are doing a phenomenal job of telling this story perhaps the smackdown ratings will reflect that maybe next week uh of course as this coming friday we're moving into hell in a cell and it's going to be a big weekend for pro wrestling this weekend as impact wrestling has their big pay-per-view bound for glory that's taking place on saturday night then we have hell in a cell for wwe on sunday night which will produce the first i quit match inside of Hell in a Cell between Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. I'm interested in seeing what these life-altering stipulations are going to be. Uh, It's going to be very, very interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens leading us into Hell in a Cell, uh, which is going down next weekend. But before that, we've got to talk about what happened this weekend. Now, we've not talked enough about this, and clearly it's my fault that we haven't, but uh, for the last month or so, New Japan has been bringing us their famed G1 one climax tournament now for those who are unfamiliar with new japan pro wrestling for some 30 years now they have brought us the g1 climax tournament it is a tournament that spans about 30 days uh, between 20 of the top stars there in new japan pro wrestling And it ultimately culminates with the winner getting a guaranteed contract to battle the IWGP heavyweight champion at Wrestle Kingdom, which happens uh, this year. Well, I'll tell you when it happens in just a second on that. But first, let's talk about the G1 Climax, a huge tournament, some incredible matches. The final yesterday saw Kota Ibushi defeat Sonata in the finals to win his second G1 Climax. Tournament. Now, this is significant for a number of reasons, but first of all, I got to shout out Sonata, who made it to the finals, and this was definitely a very big deal for him. The match between Sonata and Kota Ibushi goes down in G1 Climax history as the longest G1 Climax match ever lasting over 35 minutes now i have to mention this normally this tournament happens in the summertime but it was moved to the fall because initially Tokyo was going to host the Summer Olympics. And instead of competing with the Summer Olympics, since most of the buildings and the like were going to be used during this tour, they decided let's go ahead and push it back. Now, no one knew there'd be a global pandemic, but the super cool thing is they were able to continue with the tournament in the midst of the global pandemic. And that's because, quite frankly, our friends in Japan have figured it out. They took a couple of months off, they came back, Everybody's wearing masks, everybody's socially distanced, and they're in buildings that are large enough to allow that. Uh, So there's nothing like having wrestling with a crowd. And boy, the G1 Climax Tournament has been absolutely incredible. 
So again, congratulations to Kota Ibushi who wins that and he moves into very rare air as Ibushi becomes only the sixth person to win multiple G1 Climax tournaments and only the third in all of New Japan to win it back to back. The only others to win it back to back would be Masahiro Chono in 91 and 92 and Hiroshi Tenzan in 2003 and 2004. So this is pretty significant to see Kota Ibushi 2019-2020 G1 Climax winner. So it means as of right now, he would be headed to Wrestle Kingdom to battle the dual champion, which is Tetsuya Naito. And uh, that is going to be an amazing match. They've battled before. And if my memory serves me correctly, they battled at the last Wrestle Kingdom. So pretty exciting stuff to see for sure. I am super pumped to see what's going to happen uh, at Wrestle Kingdom, but we've got a ways to go. But speaking of Wrestle Kingdom, uh, once again, it will be a two-night affair, January the 5th and the 6th in the Tokyo Dome 2021. And I'll tell you this, I think earlier this year, and it's hard to believe that this happened earlier this year, but the decision to move Wrestle Kingdom to two days uh, was a game changer for both Wrestle Kingdom and really all other major wrestling events uh, as you can make whatever argument you want to, but I absolutely believe it led to WrestleMania being a two-day affair. Some will blame the pandemic, but I genuinely believe if it had not been done by New Japan First, it would not have been done in WWE. Speaking of WrestleMania, uh, there's a lot of scuttlebutt about what's going to happen with the upcoming WrestleMania. WrestleMania 37 was initially slated to be in the SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. And from what I'm hearing, they have moved it to a space in Tampa. They have not said what space that is. It could be going back to the Raymond James Stadium like it was supposed to be earlier this year. Certainly, if a lot of things are like they are now, uh, Raymond James definitely has space for them to socially distance. What we also know about WrestleMania and Vince McMahon is he loves optics and the optics of a socially distanced WrestleMania does not seemingly have the same feel as 80,000 screaming fans. So what's Vince McMahon going to do? We don't know yet. But what we can say is this. The only WWE product right now that has live fans is NXT. Somehow Raw, SmackDown, NXT UK, they haven't figured that out. But NXT has, and uh, it's a limited amount of fans, as you're seeing. And I haven't had a chance to really say this, but I am so glad to see NXT in a live format again. They have been taped for months. To see them live every Wednesday adds a completely different feel to what they're doing, and uh, it's a really, really good thing. Say what you want, but live wrestling will always be taped wrestling it's just the way that it is welcome to our world so again congratulations to Kota Ibushi now a two-time winner of the G1 Climax tournament doing some fantastic things uh, with a big big win over Sonata and we're getting ready for some more big tournaments in New Japan we've got best of the super juniors coming up we've got the world tag team league coming up uh, there's a lot of great content coming to you from New Japan Pro Wrestling we'll be bringing it to you of course along with everything else going on in the world 
world of pro wrestling. Now, tonight on Monday Night Raw is the season premiere. It should be interesting as, of course, all of the draft picks that were headed to Raw will be present tonight. What stories will be told? I think I'm most vested right now uh, in the story involving Alexa Bliss and The Fiend. Where will that go? I don't know, but I am intrigued to hear from you. What are you finding interesting in the world of pro wrestling? Be that WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor, who is absolutely killing it with their pure tournament right now. AEW, which is making a lot of waves, as we shared on social media yesterday in the UK and across the pond. So I'm intrigued. What's got your attention right now in the world of pro wrestling? Let's have that conversation via social media, Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at the faction show and of course you can reach out to us in all those places as well until next time it's your man gb gerard bonner representing for my good brothers courtney beard brandon clack and the fourth horseman john murray collectively we're known as the faction have an amazing day guys I my people. Here we go.